Welcome to Built to Scale, the only podcast that provides weekly quick, actionable, and effective tips for home services companies like yours. Let's start increasing your leads, boosting sales, and scaling your business, starting now. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Built to Scale. I am, as always, your host, Jeff Lambert. Today, we're going to be talking about how to be able to improve and enhance the communications that you have with your clients in a very different world than we found ourselves just two years ago. We see a different approach to being able to stay engaged with people who really have adopted a digital-only approach because of COVID. And so today we're going to be talking with two individuals specifically who have a lot of background in sales who can share some insights into how you can really meet people where they are now in 2021, 2022, as opposed to where they were even as early as 2018 or 2019. Things have changed very rapidly uh, in that regard. So before we get into it, I want to introduce the gentleman to my left, right, depending on the orientation of your screen. He's the CEO of Risen, Rogelio Rodriguez. Rod, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Super excited to be here. Always good to have you. And I love the beard every Thank you. Thank you. An impressive beard, folks. If you're watching only or if you're listening only on the podcast, you've got to take a moment and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see the magnificence that is Rod's beard. <laughs> Thank you very much. I take uh, very good care of it. And uh, thanks to Beard Brand, which I recently met one of the founders of the of the, of the the creator of that brand. Uh, so check them out, beardbrand.com. This yeah, is not cool. a sponsored uh, section of the show, but figured I'd throw it Unless they want to be. I mean, we, yeah. we're always open to it. Yeah, give us a call. <laughs> yeah, we're always open. So, folks, if you're joining us for the first time, we are a show that's dedicated to helping home services companies be able to grow and scale faster and more effectively. And so we have a format that we follow for each of our shows that kind of gets you into the action immediately. Rod, can you share how our show is broken down into different pieces that's good for the viewer and how they can or what they can expect, I should say, as they're joining us? Absolutely. The show is broken down into three sections. One, the growth blueprint. Uh, It's a how-to section. So we'll give you three tips you can implement immediately at your company so you can grow faster. The second section is a Q&A, question and answer session. We'll take questions from the live audience uh, members or answer questions that were submitted to ask at gorisen.com. And the last section of our show is an interview. We'll discuss a topic more in depth, sometimes with people from Risen, sometimes with uh, special guests. And that's basically how we do it, folks. We want to get you the information you need so you can use it right away. We're really excited today because we have a special guest who's joining us who has a lot of experience in connecting with people and making conversions, making them lifelong advocates of the brands that he represents. So we're going to get to him in a little bit. But Rod, why don't we go ahead and jump into our topic for today? And that's how to improve communications with clients now. So let's just talk a little bit about how the world's changed. COVID happened nothing we can do about it, right? It's changed how people have interacted with clients for consultations, for follow-ups, for even, you know, projects before and after things are finished. Uh, What does, what has changed? What What are we looking at now in terms of how people act and what they expect and what are we looking at in the future too? Yeah. Well, uh, according to a major study by McKinsey, it found that 20 to 25% of of workforces in advanced economies will work from home between three to five days a week, meaning that 
you know, face-to-face will become secondary almost to connecting with people. So um, we've become more used to really everything being online, ordering everything online, which means a speedy service is now expected for our uh, entire right, entirety of, of doing business. So you got to ask yourself, like, how fast are your communications? How can you appoint, uh, schedule appointments? What are product lead times? All these, in, all these questions are, need to be addressed as we are moving towards this, uh, this world where we're, 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 we're facing a, a world where it's, it's more, more and more digital. And we have to make sure that we are communicating in the right, uh, in the right uh, channels to get people to interact with us and continue to do business in an effective manner. Right there, there's businesses that have adapted greatly. There's businesses that haven't uh, adapted so greatly, but the fact of the matter is that people expect a seamless and attractive digital experience. So, part of that uh, McKinsey study also found that companies with an attractive digital experience had two times the increased likelihood of being chosen by potential customers. So, is your website clean and modern? Is it is there a robust social media presence? Um, and also are online consul- consultations easy and intuitive to, to, con- to interact with, with your customers, right? So these are all, uh, different points that we cover and, and how we see the, the future looking like, uh, post COVID. Absolutely, Rod. Great breakdown. We have to understand that people are different than they were two years ago in terms of what they expect. And like you said, even for me, the option to be able to do something online, I want that to be an option, even if it's not my first choice. So we have to think about that. Like you said, speed is so important. We expect things to happen quickly. We live in an Amazon Prime world and other companies have to realize, even service companies, how can we make sure that things are fast and communication happens and that people get that instant response that they're used to? And most importantly, like you said, do you have an attractive digital storefront? You know, is it your mm-hmm. website that looks good? Do your emails look good? Everything has to have that polish because we're a visual uh, society, even more so now because of mm-hmm. digital uh, technology. So there we have it, folks. People have changed. So now we're going to jump into our section where you can do something about doing better in terms of reaching your clients. And we call that the growth blueprint section. So in this part, we are going to present to you three st- tips, strategies that you can implement immediately at your company to be able to do better in reaching people in terms of where they are at today. So we're presenting three tips for you that you can implement with your staff immediately. Number one, get hyper local with your messaging. We're going to talk about that in a second. Putting education over selling and making sure that you focus on the relationship more than discussing the product or service. So we're going to break down each of those very specifically with our expert on hand, Rod. Rod, let's jump into the first one. We're talking about getting hyper local with messaging. What does that mean? What can sales professionals, consultants, business owners in the services industry do in terms of getting hyper local with the people that are in their area? Sure. Uh, people like people they can trust, right? Showing that they have a commonality geographically is going to help that connection. So you have to target your customers with very local and precise terms, especially on search, right? You can, uh, for example, just uh, look for a, a specific guide or create a guide that's specific to cities that you are targeting, right? You got to build similar content, video content uh, on who you are speaking to. Uh, you know, there's specific regulations with, with within cities, within, within counties, maybe even states that you need to be aware of and make your customers aware of so that they're, they're, you build trust uh, very effectively. Uh, you know, Google itself uh, often 
shows businesses based on the location, how, how near you are to the to the location uh, of the business. So, for example, you can type in a plumber and uh, automatically Google will will add near me to the end of that search term as you're typing it into Google. So it's very it's essential that you have this this uh, local presence and you focus on making sure that the content you're creating and the the presence you're creating has those hyper localized uh, words and messaging in it so that you're effectively reaching the right audience. Right. I can't, oh, I was going to say, I can't agree with you more in exactly what you're saying, because I think about when I have a problem at my home, I'm going to trust the local option over maybe the national company where, you know, I mean, they've got branches everywhere. The person who I'm calling probably is from a call center, maybe who's not even based in my region. I want someone who knows the neighborhood, who knows the needs that I have specifically. Do you think that's the case for most homeowners nowadays? I believe so. Uh, I mean, it's just it's just much more efficient, right? Like you trust the the local business, right? Like um, a little bit more than somebody that doesn't know the area or maybe be disconnected from from the area itself. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So you have to get hyper local with your messaging. Great point, Rudd. Let's go to the second strategy that you can implement immediately in your company to update your communications. And that comes down to putting education before selling. Sounds fancy, Rod. What does that mean in action? No, it's it's really about producing content that will that that will help educate your uh, end consumer about your processes, about the the products that you sell or the services that you provide, and you and putting those as priority versus traditional marketing of products and services. Right, uh, making sure that the content that you're putting out there, uh, there what, what there it fits with their buying process and how they'd like to be informed before they make that purchase decision. Right, oftentimes in the past, I think you the the salesperson or the consultant was the first person that you go to for all information. Today, people are expecting it to be uh, easily and readily available online. If you're the one putting out that content, you're you're going to be considered the authority, right? Uh, people are going through all this this research process and they're looking for those options that have attractive and authoritative presence online already. So by providing that thought leadership. You know, like in content like how-to videos, free ebooks, white papers, you can provide that value when it's needed most, and you're going to be the first person they think about when when they call. Absolutely, it's about being the expert, like you said. And the best way you can show that you're the expert is to show that you know what you're talking about and you're willing to share that knowledge instead of just trying to be that person who's trying to push the sale. Great points, Rod. Let's move into number three, the third thing that we're talking about in terms of being able to improve your overall communications in today's digital first world, relationships over services. Again, it sounds great on a Hallmark card. What does that actually look like in the trenches, Rod? Yeah. So marketing is often just the beginning of a, of a, of a relationship with the customer. Uh, you got to view your communications as a full journey, right? The buyer's journey for them. And you're the guide that helps them connect all the dots. So COVID-19 has placed a uh, new emphasis on relationships and our customers need less charm and more focus on insights and solutions. Building trust le- really leads to the re- rewards, but only for those that, that really listen to their customers and their customers' needs and then craft the solutions to meet those p- specific needs and wants. So an example of this, you know, you got to make sure that you share who's coming and upcoming 
to uh, to appointments by sharing mm -hmm. a photo of them or a name and even a brief background of the person in order to humanize them. It's a great idea, Rod. Absolutely. So I can see the person that's showing up to my door, maybe a name, maybe even a little bio, right? Like, hey, this person's lived in this county for X amount of years. They've been working for the company X amount of years. That m makes me feel more comfortable. That first touch, I kind of know who they are. And that mm -hmm. that takes the the stress off a little bit, I think. It's the beginning yes. of the relationship, like you said. Absolutely. Rod, talk to me a little bit about the whole charm factor. You know, we we think, or I think we're used to people coming in and they're just trying to sell us. When it comes to those those in-person consultations, you lose that ability a little bit when you do it digital first because there's not that same engagement. So then it comes down to being, like you said, the person who knows what they're talking about and can right. provide solutions. In your own life, do you see this as, as true in your interactions with individuals? Do they want to see solutions over charm? No, I think it's a combination, right? People have to like you. Uh, when they meet you as well. So like building rapport is a big part of it. And I think that's considered part of charm, right? Um, so I, I think it, it goes hand in hand with both. You have to have not only charm and, and being able to to uh, build rapport with an individual, but you also have to have that authority backing you up, right? Uh, through content or through the solution that you're providing. Great points, Rod. Absolutely. So just to recap, ladies and gentlemen, if you're thinking about how to be able to improve your client relationships now going into 2022, three things that you can do immediately and get your consultants to do the same, get hyper local with that messaging, make sure that you're speaking to them on the local level, put education over selling and focus on the relationship over the selling. We can't say it enough. It's so important to make sure that you're really pushing that, uh, to make yourself seem more genuine and you want to be more genuine, not just for the sake of it. So that concludes our first section, our growth blueprint. Thank you very much, Rod, for those insights that you were able to give us. Now we're going to move into section two. Section two is where we take your questions that you've submitted to us that are related to the topic we're discussing. So we have uh, gathered together some questions that have been received by home services owners and managers like yourself, and we are going to answer them right here, right now. And folks, if you are interested in submitting a question to us for a future episode, you can submit your questions to ask at gorisen.com and we will make sure to include it in a future episode because we love, love, love the feedback. So Rod, are you ready for these? Hit me. All right, here we go, folks. So our first question comes from a gentleman named Josh. He's an impact windows installer. This is his question, Rod. He says, I'm frustrated that my sales staff isn't keeping communications with leads if they don't immediately close them. Sometimes the relationship takes a little bit longer. How can I get them to think about and act long-term when it comes to communicating and closing those more difficult deals, as they say? What do you think, Rod? Uh, well, I mean, I, I think... Uh... Overall, we're, we're experiencing that right now. And actually, Alan, uh, who's going to be on the show in a few minutes, is going to have some great insights into that as well. But I'm just going to give you my my points on this one. I think for for uh, it, it starts off with really understanding uh, the goals, right, for for your your team and what what are their goals, and working backwards and trying to uh, motivate them based on those goals that they have, right? Because like the easy leads to close or they're going to close, but they're still going to be lacking a certain amount of, of deals that are going to need to close. And then also 
focus on training, right? Uh, number two. So set up goals for them and with them, and then also set up training that's going to uh, really prepare them to deal with those difficult leads. That's going to be a, a super important uh, part of it. Uh, and Alan ha- actually handles training for for uh, Alco, a very similar uh, business uh, from Josh's. And uh, I think you'll get a lot of value out of out of the next section. Uh, but I, training and, and goals. That yes. would be the answer. Josh, hang in there if you're joining us to hear the answer to your show, because Alan will do a great job following up with what Rod said. Rod, let's go to one more question that we had submitted from Lucas. Lucas owns a roofing company in the southeastern U.S. He said, I often feel like my consultations end up just being about if I have the lowest price. Is that really all that customers care about? How can I expand the conversation? Hmm. That's a great question. Great question. So you often feel like your consultations end up just being about the lowest price. No. And that, that happens often. Uh, you know, we, uh, we use a, an acronym, uh, called LED, uh, label, educate, deliver. So label use a true, but unflattering labels to position your, your competition as less desirable vendor than your, your company. So an example, a larger competitor might be headquartered in another state or a country. If your prospect value is doing business locally, you can label that big competitor, that out of state company. If you have a smaller competitor that works in, uh, out of, out of their home, it may be labeling them as, as a home business, right? Uh, and then positioning yourself, making sure that you're positioning, you're positioning yourself as, as a trusted advisor, you, you know, make sure that you, you make sure that you um, <clears throat> use uh, uh, and leverage your uh, individual standing already in the community and, and reviews as well uh, as part of that labeling. The next step is educate. Uh, so the more you help them understand about the service and the product uh, that they're buying, uh, the better decision they can make. So people often pick a lower price product or service because they can't see the difference. Right. You so you show them the differences because by educating them, it may not be comparing apples to apple. They may be comparing apples to oranges and then they choose another uh, provider or service that is going to be more detrimental to them in the long run because of the, the quality of the product is less. Right. True. So Absolutely. you can have like visuals, charts, infographics, break down any complex product or, uh, information or service. Uh, or you can even use timelines to explain and answer any related questions while while you're presenting to them. Yes. And the and the last uh, part of the acronym D deliver, right? The customer experience matters more than price. They're going to make sure that the company, uh, sure your company is doing the right thing, and, and make sure that you know what they want uh, from you, and and make sure that you listen to them and repeating until you are 100% certain that you know what they want and be able to. To give them that that solution. That's a great point, Rod, especially on the last part, the deliver part. If you are trying to make it more about the price, you can talk about what you can do differently, but then you have to back it up. You have to be better. And so that's so important because if you make the promise and then you don't deliver, that's not going to end up in a good experience for the customer. Great point. That's our LED acronym, excuse me, everybody. We have a special resource download that you can use to hand that out to your staff to be able to use that when they're on consultation. So stick around for that. So thank you to Lucas. Thank you to Josh for submitting questions to us. We appreciate the feedback. And again, folks, if you want to submit questions for us for a future episode, you can do that at ask at We're here for your home services companies and we want to know what's 
the challenges that you face so we can better answer those questions. So that concludes section number two, our opportunity to give you feedback. And that takes us into section three, which we like to call the interview section. This is where we get to let our proverbial hair down in terms of uh, going through what we think and what our experience have, have been related to the topic of being able to connect more effectively with customers now in 2021, 2022. And joining us today for that, we have a very special guest for you. We have a gentleman named Alan German joining us for the show. Alan is the business development manager at Alco Windows and Doors, one of the fastest growing impact windows and doors companies in South Florida. He is also the director of business development right here at Risen Corp. We really enjoy having him here as part of our staff because he brings so much insight, so much pep into what we do every day. He's, he's a, a very lively, active person to have a conversation with. And when it comes down to it, the reason that you want to listen to Alan, Alan has experience when it comes to connecting with people. He has over 35 years in customer service and sales. So, Alan, we are so excited to have you on the show. And thanks for coming. How are you doing today? Well, good morning to you, Jeff, and good morning to you, Rod. Good morning. And uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be here this morning, uh, to be on the program. And uh, I'm just looking forward to uh, sharing some of my 35 years of experience uh, with our audience this morning. So um, I'm uh, I'm ready uh, for you guys to, uh, to uh, forward... Uh, any questions that I can uh, provide our audience with some good information on? Well, let's go ahead and get into it, Alan. We're not going to take it easy on you this morning. We want you to really give us all the secret details, okay? <laughs> you got it, guys. Awesome. So we've built three questions that we have for you specifically that we'd love to get your feedback on. So we're going to start off with the first one. What is the biggest mistake that you see sales pros making right now at consultations, that first touch point? that people are having with a company? Well, let me start off by saying, uh, let me preface this. Uh, sales is an art. Uh, it takes both talent and skill to be a really good sales professional. And in my many years of experience, both as in management, as well as a guy who was uh, what we call a down the street uh, sales rep, the one thing that I learned is, is that salespeople have a tendency to not listen and talk too much. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, when you're trying to sell something instinctively, you want to talk a lot passionately, describe the benefits and great features of your offering. You want to flaunt your knowledge and push, push, push. However, there's a study that shows that the top closing professionals on average speak only 43% of the time, allowing prospects to speak 57% of the time. Wow. You know, as A personalities, we all have a tendency that we want to speak, but the key here is to pay attention to what the prospect is saying there's always important information that's being shared with you, and that could either end up leading to a good conclusion or a failure due to the fact that you haven't been paying as close attention as you should be. 
Those are great points, Alan. Sometimes it's better to listen and hear what actually is the problem as opposed to having all your stuff ready to go in your presentation. You're not going in there as a teacher. You're going in there as someone who's trying to be a consultant, someone who's trying to help someone figure out the answer to their issues. Absolutely. As I refer to it, Jeff, uh, becoming a trusted advisor, someone that people can have confidence in, And know that you're not there just to sell something, but you're there truly to provide them with a good solution. I love it. I think that's a great way to kind of change your mindset going into consultations, which is really, I mean, it's one of the most important touch points that you have with the customer. So, Alan, thank you so much for that feedback. Great start to our conversation. Let's go ahead and jump into number two. This is going to require a little truth on your part here. We want you to share a time that you blew a sale where it didn't work out. What rule did you forget that you've learned over the years? So, and we'd like you to share that rule that you forgot so others don't make the same mistake. Can you share some feedback on that? Absolutely, Jeff. Uh, I think one of the cardinal mistakes that was made early in my career was that I wasn't focusing on the solution. Instead of describing the bells and the whistles, you're better to focus on how your product can solve the most critical problems that your prospect is trying to tackle. And what I mean by that is it's important to understand what your prospects are interested in, not how you do it, but rather what you can do for them. So instead of getting into details about, you know, I can do this, I can do this, and I can do that, all right, which salespeople have a tendency to do, you want to talk about more what you can do for them, Hmm. not how Hmm. you can do it for them. Well said and great points. Now, moving into now, you, you share a time that you ended up losing a sale and that's a lesson that you learned. Do you still feel like you're learning every day when you get out there in the trenches? Have you mastered it yet? Or is there no. an attitude where you have to keep learning? No, actually, Jeff, uh, I always was a student of my profession. <laughs> and even after so many years of perfecting my profession and being in the top 2% in the country when I worked in corporate America, which I'm very proud of, It was a continual process of educating and becoming aware of different programs and things that are being offered. So even to this day, I'm still plugged into different people like Tony Robbins, who I have the greatest respect for. I've had the pleasure of being with Tony, uh, I have also had the opportunity to be with a lot of the other what I call gurus. And, uh, and and I was always a person who believed in reading books and listening to tapes. You never know when you're going to pick up something as you're preparing to go to a meeting that may help you have a successful closure. So it's an ongoing process and anyone who feels it's not something that they should be doing is making a critical mistake in judgment. So important. I think for people who may be just getting into sales and getting into even in the home services industry, 
it's okay to make mistakes. You have to keep a continual growth mindset. And even for someone like you who's logged 35 years in the industry, it's good to hear that you still have that attitude where you approach things as a student of the craft. So keep that mindset to our listeners and our viewers. Let's go to our final question, Alan, that we have for you. We need to get out your uh, your diviner rod here and your tinfoil cap, and we want you to glimpse into the future and tell us where do you think sales are going to be tomorrow, five years, 10 years down the road. If I am in the industry of trying to promote a product and close a sale, but still being a a good uh, listener and a good friend to the person I'm trying to work with, what's the future? What is the future of selling? Well, the future, Jeff, really lies uh, significantly in technology. Technology is changing the entire home service industry rapidly. Uh, Adaptation of applications uh, through the explosion of smartphones, mobile broadband has created uh, emerging consumer-facing sites and mobile apps. Customers are seeking home services are now more likely to trust these apps and use them to secure the home services they seek than ever before. And for that matter, home service providers who embrace the opportunities technology is bringing into the market will produce faster and more accurate quotes for their customers, stronger leads for their businesses, and ultimately a bigger bottom line for their companies. It's a great point to make, Alan. We can't ignore the role of technology in reaching the customer any, anymore, can we? Absolutely not. Technology is something we have learned to embrace, and we have to look at it as a tool that helps us uh, reduce uh, the time that it took us before to gather information. Now it's a matter of going into an app, pushing a button, and being able to have valuable information to help us make those important decisions. Absolutely. It's got to be a part of the game plan for sure. And it's only going to get more, like we said, COVID sped things up by almost a decade in just two years in terms of yeah. the adoption rate and the, the the comfort level of being able to use digital first. So overall, yes, folks, Alan hit the nail right on the head. It's got to be an embracing of technology. Alan, thank you so much for taking time to come on the show and share your insights with other individuals joining us who are in the home services industry. We hope that you'd be willing to come back on the show in the future and give us some more insights. Absolutely, Jeff. It would be my absolute pleasure. And uh, and I hope that our audience today was able to benefit, okay, from the many pieces of information that we shared with them. And uh, we hope to hear back from them uh, and be able to uh, support uh, anything that we can as far as uh, any requirements that will help their business. Uh, and thank you again, both to you and Rod, for inviting me this morning. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been great to have you. Yes. And- So folks, we have one last thing that we want to lay out for you. Number one, if you'd like to expand your relationship with us and get some more useful tools that you can use to grow your home services business, every month we offer a 
free mini course. That's right. A free mini course that you can take. That's a smaller version of a larger service that we offer called RevGrow, which is a fully on demand it, coupled with support way for you to be able to scale your home services company quickly. If you'd like to take advantage of this offer, we're offering a free webinar, a free mini course for you on demand about a really important topic that everyone should be versed in how to approach. And that's how to deal with bad reviews, because it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when you're going to get that first negative review on your profile. So we show you in very, very laid out terms an acronym system that you can use to be able to figure out how to approach responding to bad reviews. And we put it together in a way where you have the tools to be able to give to your staff to be able to implement it immediately. We give real world examples of how to be able to put this into practice. This is all 100% free. All you have to do is sign up for the webinar and you can do so by going to the link on your screen or in the description that is goriz.co forward slash bad reviews. It's yours for the taking. You just need to sign up for it. I'd also like to take a moment to invite you to connect with us even more. We love being able to speak with you and work with you one-on-one -on -one with the challenges that you're having. You can subscribe to us on YouTube if you're joining us live on YouTube. You can also follow our, our audio companion to this show, which is called our Built to Scale podcast. You can click the link in the description or right on your screen. You see a link to be able to follow our podcast it comes out on a weekly basis. We also put out an email newsletter just for home services companies. If you'd like to subscribe to that, you can click the link on your screen and we are on social media. If you'd like to keep up with what we're doing, how we are helping home services companies like you be able to grow and scale faster and more quickly and more effectively. You can see those stories by following us on social media. We're on every network, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter. We're not on TikTok yet, but we're getting there. And you can follow us at Risen Inbound. And with that said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for another episode. And we hope that you will join us next week. Alan and Rod, thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. And uh, let me wish our listeners a very happy and a healthy holiday season and a happy and a healthy new year. Amen to Absolutely. that. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We appreciate you joining us for this session of Built to Scale. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show and visit www.gorisen.com for more growth resources and access to trainings that will help you quickly scale your services business to new heights. That's www.gorisen.com. Until next time, don't stop, keep building.